So when you're first starting out um, and people don't know you, you know, you have to prove yourself. And it was all it was always my mindset to go in there and let people know that I was intelligent first and I knew what I was talking about. And I felt like that would lead the way. Now, of course, when people don't know you, they're going to test you. So there are distinct times. I remember when I was young, not not any time recent or any time soon. But, you know, they're going to throw the towel at you to try to test you. You know, obviously walk into the locker room in a way where, you know, just to try to. T- and, and I think the thing is, from the beginning, you know, you have to establish yourself in terms of carrying yourself with respect. And once you start talking and once you start interviewing people and they see that you know, it, it just quickly changes. That's, that's, that's what I felt. But and I mean, so, I went through that early, but not, you know, once, once they see that, then it's yeah, like... Yeah, once they yeah. see you repeatedly... But what was it? But what I, there had to be some a lot of adversity with this whole thing with you going into that locker room, starting out like that. I mean, I think at first it's just a, it's, it's establishing yourself, and then also you know making people know that you're a professional. And I think that comes with how you talk, it comes with how you dress, it comes with your intellect and what you show that you know. And I think what I it's mean, a man's yeah. world because like what he's saying is, how did you survive knowing dudes were gonna hit on you? Yeah, exactly. You were in a, a male-dominated uh, landscape. Fathers, the, the players you gotta talk to. And yeah. fathers, the people, yo, counterpoint. Well, I mean, say, for instance, like mm-hmm. if I was like, I don't know, if I was Fred Smoot, star DB on the team, and if I was like, well, look here, you know, I'll give you the interview. <laughs> but, uh, but we need to be going to roof, Chris. After this, what you think about that? Well, exactly. it, 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 it get shut down, not, whether it's 9 a.m. or 9 p.m., so yeah. it really don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so it really don't. But I, again, it So just, how did you navigate that? Though? But that's what I'm saying. It's, mm. it's, it's all in how you respond. And I think, too, it's a way of also showing that you're cool, right? And you're not stuck up. Or what, like, I, I can remember one time I was walking through the Giants locker room. I came in there with uh, some sandals on. And the minute I walked through, they started cracking on me because they said that my feet were ashy. So you don't want to be looking like you can't, you know, take have fun. You like you, can't, like you can't take a joke. So I think there's a, there's a way in which you can still look like you know, you Very can be serious. Yeah, but you can be casual minded, but yeah. at the same time, when I put this microphone in front of your face, we're on camera, bro. And you we need to ask you some for real questions, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean it's just it was just it was just about balancing that. But I think also too, whether it is me as a former uh, ballerina or just being into fashion or whatever, I think and I mean, not necessarily right now because it's a you story about why, 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 so why I have on because I didn't forget <laughs> my bed. Huh? She haven't brought up gymnastics and I'm so shocked. No, no, gymnastics, I did ballet. I know, I'm in yeah. North Carolina. Did yeah. you still run track and yes, stuff? Yes, I mean, yes, yeah, yes. So yeah, I mean, that, well, that, that's part of it too is that, you know, former D1 athlete, ran track at Carolina, you, you, you have that mic. I mean, obviously, <laughs> it takes a certain swag to run track for Carolina. Those of us who were yeah, part, of real, good, part of the real wait, conference, can, can, the ACC. Did they have a track team? Yeah, I was oh, about wow. to ask that. Okay, oh, let me, let me school you. I'm sorry, we've only yeah. had a couple, a whole I, I bunch of Olympians. Tish, what, Tasha Colander, Ugh. Alan Johnson. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody knows what Marion Jones. But let's, but hey, let's not act came like from she. North they, they ran for Carolina. Smell Milton like Campbell. A used pamper to me. Right? <laughs> I'm, from, I, I'm sorry that I'm from the SEC and we win and everything. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry y'all, about that. Y'all SEC Florida boys that just no, be in the sun listen, all the time. It's just it's like you know, six states. No. All right? mm-hmm. Yeah. And we don't even think nobody else in the United States plays exists, football. Right, like right. y'all don't exist. Y'all don't exist in track. Yo, LS, you blow y'all out totally every year. Okay. Y'all don't, besides basketball, y'all can hoop with the best stuff. Besides basketball? Okay, keep going, keep going. And y'all losing that grip. Keep going. So it's only basketball at Carolina? It's only basketball. Oh, really? Not even girls, because Mississippi State just won the girls' championship. Baseball, Mississippi State just won the championship. You want me to school you on something? Oh, yeah, please do. You ever heard of the women's soccer team? 
like over 20 championships? Yeah. Oh, okay. You, you ever heard of Anson Dorrance? You, you we we only furnished the USA soccer team for like the last couple decades, but it's okay though. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, and by the way, when you have the best of the best in the sport anyway, start with Michael Jordan. I mean, you could bring up all the other stuff, but I mean, he qualifies for like 50 people anyway. I can bring up granddaddies too. He gave you basketball. Where did you go to college? I gave you basketball. Where did you go to college? I, I went to Cal State System in California. Oh, oh! So y'all have every bit of nobody. Well, I mean, like, like Morris Chestnut. <laughs> they got a statue of you and you have, only outside the school. Do they have athletics there? No, not really. No, they barely, no. barely. So what do they have there? They, no, they have a basketball they team. They teach gluten-free they, cooking. <laughs> it's California. Okay. okay. Uh, hey, 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 listen. Ain't yeah. no telling. Meatless everything in California. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why. I can't do it. That's why you can't do California? I can't do California. Y'all too healthy, but not being healthy. Y'all don't eat no red meat or nothing like that, but then when y'all jog down the beach, there's a lot of bad bodies. I'm like, well, <laughs> if y'all doing, doing all this health trip and eating all this food, the food, what, what, what you gonna do? The thing about California, in L.A. in particular, it's a lot of transplants. So there's a lot of people There's that not from, from L.A. That all right. are there, yeah. But That's they right. still live in a healthy lifestyle a healthy with bad lifestyle. bodies. <laughs> That's so, oxymoron. Speaking That's of true. food, one thing I did learn about Morris, because you know I'm just a savant when it comes to cooking, you know. Not really. <clears throat> wow. She, she and got a skin. One of the house. things that I learned, especially when I was living in Coos Bay and was learning from a chef Coos named Bay. Jarden Kazar, is that everything is about the sauces. Everything is about the sauces. And so I was very surprised to learn about Morris that you don't really indulge in the sauce. I don't like the sauces. No, how I don't do you like not, the sauces. How do, how do you just not? I mean, everything is about the different the sauce on the protein. A lot of sodium and fats and all. Salt, I'm not, I'm not yeah. into the sauces. No. So, so all he does is air fry. Yeah, air and, fry. And put, no, fry? and put nothing on no. his I'm chicken. I'm from Mississippi. Oh, you fry no, it. I fry. will fry you got air the, if I could. We don't air you, fry. We fry air. You got the, the tin can with all the grease up in it on your stove? Hey, listen. We got a can. <laughs> hey, look, I got a can in the backyard, a big barrel that I take annually <laughs> down there to make sure it's good. No. Right. As long as I'm on this earth, yeah. It's a couple of delicacies that God put here for me and you. Okay, okay. all right. And food yeah. is the ultimate delicacy. And what is it? Okay. I'm not going to rob myself of any of it. Mm. None of I it. eat healthy when it's time to eat healthy. I just went on a date with a vegan the other day. I, I ain't no vegan. I was in there eating just like she was. <laughs> I, I went to a steakhouse the next day. Uh -huh. I, listen, I'm going to enjoy this thing. Food, weather, and people. Well, you, you sound like my okay, father, because okay, my okay. father always says, I didn't come into this world as a rabbit, and I'm not leaving as and a rabbit. And I'm not leaving this one. So I can't be a corner boy. Yes. I'm going to leave that way. Yeah. Mm. Yes, I am. I think it's very I think it's very interesting how people from different walks of life can end up coming together and um, you know, mesh their worlds, mesh their experiences, mesh their perspectives, even though some of us are challenged when it comes to listening and accepting others' perspectives, <laughs> as it is such with Morris Chestnut uh, and as it is it, such with you, because I, I rarely hear you compliment me or, or I'm deaf in my right ear. Uh, I'm definitely my right <laughs> ear, so I've been trying to get you talking to the left the whole time. Mm -hmm. But this is what me and Morris don't seem to get, how some people are oblivious yes. of things. And it usually happens with women. You know, men, we've been trying to figure it all out, and we'll share it with each other. If we knew the perfect things to really just peel the layer of a woman back and understand y'all, mm -hmm. right when we think we understand y'all, y'all update like iPhone. <laughs>
And now we got to go buy a new iPhone. And you know what? Because you know what happens? Every time you get the update, every time you do the update. They slow you with the old one down. I can't even text on my old one. I'm like, you know what? I'm about to get another divorce. Y'all putting pressure on me to be imperfect. That's what y'all trying to do. But point of what I was trying to say is, yes. is, that it, is that it is interesting how we all came from different situations, you being married, you being a divorcee, me being single, you know, See, you being an like actor, it you being an like athlete. It makes me seem like I'm a failure. No, Listen. I, I, well, I mean, I was just about to <laughs> say you I being, was willing to try. Well, okay, but you being a pro athlete, uh, NFL player, me being a reporter, what have you, so I just think it, what? So no. if I was like a lawyer, I wouldn't have still got a divorce? No, 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 I, all I'm, I'm, I'm highlighting the fact that your, your personal and your professional accomplishments and status, right? What? You threw me under the bus. No, I'm just, I was, you I was. You said, look at Morris, perfect marriage man. I didn't say he was perfect. And on the left, we got him. <laughs> you know, you're making me every other man in America. Well, that, well. Mm. Right. Well, I mean, at least, at least I did point out what you. But she, like I yeah. say. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's the achiever. Yeah. He's the overachiever. Mm. I'm the norm. Mm. Tried it and divorced. No, I think you're more you than You didn't even get in the game. No, I you mean, ain't even try listen, to win. We we can go all up in my personal life, but I actually was trying to say, you know, from a professional standpoint, you 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 obviously have it done. But you didn't say it from the personal standpoint. Because we started there. Because we right, started there. Right. It ain't relaxed. I like winning but, in both of. Them. Okay, but my but you said what? I like, like winning, winning in both, both of. Someone's supposed to be uh, Goldie Hunts mm -hmm. and Kurt Russell. Mm -hmm. They go together mm -hmm. for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. That's what I need. Mm -hmm. We don't need no titles. Mm -hmm. You don't need my last name. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get you a ring. Mm -hmm. You get me a ring. Go together. Mm -hmm. The rest of our life. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm just curious, too. Like, what do you, what do you feel like is the, the biggest key for you when it comes to um, why you were able to get where you got yeah. in life? Because I'm just a happy person. Mm -hmm. I can make something out of nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing worries me. Mm -hmm. Nothing gets me down. Mm -hmm. Hell, I ain't even know we were poor till I was 11. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened? And then I was like, I gotta help us get out of here. Oh, okay. Did right. not know. Like, I just don't, like, I think sometimes but, be, people be, be, take be life real, too serious. They do okay. take life too serious. Life is to be lived, not complicated. Two plus two equals four. Take the emotions out of it, achieve what you wanna achieve, let everybody else do the overthinking. Yeah, but I just you know, but be real too. I mean, like even I though you said no, but I'm no, but no, but no, but I'm. <laughs> I gave you my soul right okay, there. But but I but you know, but it, but it, it sounds a little unrealistic because you make it sound like you don't really have any down days. You have hey, any down when days? When the last time you seen me have a down day? That's what I'm asking you. Do you have any down you days? You a reporter? I, I get caught on the boat. You call me the next day. You all right? You don't care about me being out. <laughs> you want the story. But, but beyond the love boat thing, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about real life. I'm I just, just saying, trouble, like, like I said, it don't matter what I'm dealing with. I know this. I can't figure it out being mad. Mm -hmm. I can't clean it up, wasting my time being angry. Mm -hmm. I need to fix it so I can get on with my life. That's it great. Takes That's no great energy. perspective. It takes no energy to enjoy life. It takes energy to fix the problem. Yeah, well, not everybody can make that mental transition. My dad is a preacher. Okay, well, you're a PK. Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> That's why I failed in it marriage. Ever, ever since the world. He said, yes, I am. Ever since the world. I am who I am. And what about you? You know, what do you feel like? Was the... I think, it, like he said, I think it's all about perspective. You know, just you, when you, everyone suffers from some, some type of adversity, and it's how you deal with that adversity is, mm -hmm. is, is, um, is the key. But what do you feel like is the most adverse thing you went through? 
Me and my wife? Yeah. I've gone through a lot of reverse. I mean, I'm talking about life. like something that you feel like when you someone asks you the question. You know, Oprah once said when she does an interview, one of the things that she asked to get right into a person is, what's the biggest piece of childhood trauma that you suffered? Because it will tell you a lot about a person. So I'm not asking you just like, it's not just about like, okay, you've been through a whole bunch of adversity all of us have, but what's the thing that really kind of just resonates See, that's in the your thing mind? about me. See, I've been through a lot. People, I mean, they, they see me, you know, I, you know, I was in a movie many years ago, of course, and so they see me as that and they see my life from there. But as a child, I dealt with a lot. I mean, I shared a room, I shared a room with my brother until until I was until I went to college. I mean, we couldn't even open up the door. The bunk we had bunk beds, mm -hmm. and we took put the bunk beds down. You could barely we had to leave the door open because you couldn't open the door. Mm -hmm. I had to when I was in I don't know when I was you know I was like in seventh grade. I wanted to play on Saturdays. I had to work and cut grass with my father. I mean, I've done a lot of stuff that people don't realize. Mm -hmm. I think the first thing that I go to is uh, you know my my parents being divorced when I was two. And, um, you know, in dealing with the, the step-parent situation. Um, and, I deal with that. Yeah, the, the step-parent situation. And it's not so much about living in different homes because, you know, I, I did look at it as like there was two Christmases and I got two sets of gifts on one hand. So that part of it, you <laughs> know. Like, because if that, that's what you grow up in you don't really think of it as you know that you feel like it's the norm I feel like where it started to be where it started to be different was when you know I wasn't meshing with the step parents the significant others of my of my parents and yeah. I do feel like there were things that I noticed about those people that when I would tell my parents they wouldn't take me seriously because uh, you're just 13 and 14 and you don't know. And, and when I was picking up on, you know, certain bad vibes, oh, you're not trying to jive, you know, with this person. Yeah. So, like, I'll give you an example as, as a, just like a, a personal example. But I remember, well, I remember one time when I came home um, uh, to my dad's house. My dad had, you know, this beautiful, huge, 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 huge house, you know, with this person. And we, and I kept on telling my, my dad at the time, you know, she's not right. You know, she does and says a lot of things when you're not here. And then it's completely different when you come home. And I didn't feel like I was being listened to. And then one time we came home, I feel like I was like 11 or 12. And I went upstairs to the room and nothing was in my room. Nothing was in the room. It was completely it was completely bare. And so I ran downstairs to my dad and I was like, where is my stuff? And what happened? And da, 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 da. And so he comes upstairs and he sees that everything is gone. And, and it was, you know, and the long story short is that this individual had taken all of my stuff, put it in the trash and, and thrown it out. And, and I thought like, I felt like that was the beginning of my dad really beginning to believe some of the things that I was saying that was happening that I didn't feel like, you know, was taken seriously at the time. So it's, it's a lot of that, particularly when you're coming up as an adolescent and you're transitioning to high school at a time when you feel like your parents are trying to reestablish themselves in relationships from the dissolution yeah. of their situation, which is really hard when you are, you know, 13, you know, to 17. Right. So for me, I feel like that's what really sticks out. And then, yes, it was my choice to do uh, journalism, but for the last 20 years, I've spent, you know, most of my life on the road. You know, one, I do like I do like covering sports, but, you know, that has its, you know, consequences, too. I mean, with everything that we choose to do, you know, just in terms of the personal impact. I mean, you're always gone to when you were playing 
as well, you know. Oh, that's why I lost my wife. Mm -hmm. She left me. Mm -hmm. Now, I thought you was finna say, when you were telling your story, because I know a good Joe Cena story, and I was like, she finna get deep, mm -hmm. and she finna throw a curveball. Mm -hmm. When you say you walked upstairs, mm -hmm. I thought you finna really say you caught her with somebody <laughs> like me. <laughs> like, oh, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't love and hip-hop Atlanta. I, like, I, I, had, I had it got ready. Like, I'm, I'm like, or, I'm like, this shit gonna get real juicy, right? right. It, it wasn't the Earl Thomas story, okay? No, it wasn't that. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that. But it, but it was, nonetheless, it, it was impactful. I mean, and that's just, I mean, we all have, you know, many, many uh, stories, too. And I think, too, um, when, I, when, I think of, when I think of my relationships with my parents, and especially, you know, my mom, and she had me when she was very, well, not very, very young, but at least I believe when she was 22. And so when she was raising me, I just feel like um, there was a lot of things that she didn't get to do. Yep. And so mm -hmm. I felt like when I started to become, you know, what it is that I became over the course of my career, I do feel like at times, and I do think mom and daughters, sons and, 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 and fathers go through this or what have you, but I do feel like it made her, you know, think about the things that she didn't get to do. And sometimes in the course of a relationship, um, you know, those things come out in various ways. And so at least for me, just being very transparent, you know, with this interview, I, I really think of a lot of impactful times in my home, you know, relationships. And I, and I do think even, too, like when I am, you know, interviewing someone and we talked about this before, but whether it be Antonio Brown, um, Adrian Peterson, whether it be uh, the Vontez Burfix, Frank Clarks, I mean, all the guys that I can think of that I've interviewed over the course in my career, that's really where I, that's my entry point with them is having that mindset that, you know, there's so much as to why they are who they are. So when, even at the height of when Antonio Brown was going through all of that stuff that he was going through, I am trying to, I am trying to have that that course of questioning as to, you know, but, but why is that? You know, what is it that happened to him that makes him react that way as opposed to just instantly labeling him bad or trying to just be so quick to attach a narrative? And I do think that's part of all of our challenges as I people. I have to say, that's all us, because yeah. it's mistrust. Mm -hmm. As you extend, you can trust less people. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. We just Very watch, flame, uh, we just watch people talk to us about it. Mm -hmm. More success, the more it starts to shrink down on you and the more responsibility you have. Your problems are my problems. The first time I tell you no, I won't handle that problem for you, I ain't there for you no more and I ain't, the love ain't there no more. Mm -hmm. yeah, so very true. when people start to stab you in the back, now nah, I can't trust nobody. Mm -hmm. Is it the money that make you can't trust nobody? Is it them because they changed I can't trust nobody? It don't matter what the variable is. I can't trust nobody ends up by yourself. And that, and that is a big thing at the course of how people react to people is, yeah. is mistrust, you know, is, is remembering, um, you know, just the, the, the sore of things that happened to us in the past. But even more importantly, is not just what happened to us, it's how... It's we, who did it. It, it. Well, it's who did it. It's who did it. It is who, but it's also how we overcome that, right? And, and but you can't let your past dictate your future. 